three, two, one. I'm Ryan Klein. And I'm Paul Warren. And this this is Dead and Other Lies, <laughs> starring Ryan Klein and Paul Warren. All right, Warren. you know what? Okay, I, I made a mistake. I'll, I'll no. do the introductions. No, 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 we're going to keep it. You'll do the next one, so it's fine. So, uh, Paul and I, we're hanging out here. It is uh, February the 20th. What is it? Uh, yeah, it's February yeah. 20th. Okay. It's 20th. I can't see the calendar too yeah. old from here. And exactly one year from now, it'll be 2020. And, uh, you know, we're kind of spitballing some of the ideas for today. And I think that we're going to um, kind of spitball and talk about different topics and ideas and bounce a couple things off about more or less funnels and yeah. nurture campaigns because it's important that SEOs do all this great work, generating a lot of qualified traffic. And then what, do you, what happens after they go to a site or a landing page so this or is email? So, a funnel episode. So, we're just going to talk about general things that we've experienced in the past, some ideas, and, you know, maybe you'll learn something, maybe you won't learn anything, maybe this won't be published, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> well, wait a expectations. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll probably be okay, because we have a lot, I mean, let's be real, we've, we've been working more or less with, like, funnels and nurture for as long as well, we've been doing this, one way or another. you're really working with funnels, whether you think you're working with funnels or not, if you're doing SEO, Yeah. right? I mean, the whole idea of it is to bring qualified traffic that turns into some sort of action, whether that's they're buying a product or they're downloading something, uh, which could be part of a funnel. Um, but you know, you, you want them to do something when they come to your website, which is sort of why you're doing the, getting the traffic to begin with. Right? So we can just sort of explain uh, how maybe like a content SEO funnel works to start. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, you do the one that you you do, and you know pretty well. I'll tell tell you about mine. Yeah. Well, this is more. I'm not going to give any because there's like a lot of specific things I could give. There's like too many. So just right. like overall. Right, right now, Paul's crossing his arms because he doesn't even want to talk about you this, know, but he'll continue no, to talk I'm about No, I'm thrilled to talk about okay. funnels. <laughs> so, you know, the idea is uh, you want to target things on your on your website that's sort of high traffic terms, and then you want to target things that have like a little, long, a little more longer tail, and then like long, long tail things, like keywords, right? So we've explained this stuff before in the past, but if you don't know what like long tail keywords are, then... I don't know. We'll just go back and listen to all our episodes or something again up to this point. But we definitely talked about all it. We're not getting into and, this right now. And re-download it so we can add to the downloads. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the idea is like something that's extraordinarily long-term has a much higher chance of converting for whatever reason that you're looking for, right? So if you just type in the term, you know, uh, hot dog stand. Well, actually, it's like a local business. Owner. Vegan hot dog like, stand. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know what? For for our, for our pals and they eat their their sweaty hot dogs down in Orange. Yeah, if, if you're like hot dog stand, and then maybe you just get some ads or not ads, but like some Google return SERP returns there for like buying an actual hot dog stand, and it's like from Amazon. They're like, hey, you want to own your own business and run a hot dog stand? Here you go. Sounds right? like a venture that you may have pursued almost but at then, some time. You know, if you're like hot dog stand in Orlando, okay, hey, we're drilling down. Uh, Google's like this person's looking for a place to get a hot dog at in Orlando. And then if you're like vegan hot dog stand in Winter Park, man, you are looking to purchase some vegan hot dogs in the vicinity that you are at at that time. Um, and so, you know, you want to have content that sort of like that can uh, appeal to like a lot of different things, what, what people are searching for and, and put them in a funnel and lead them down a funnel into a purchase through the content that you create. Okay. Uh, that's an overview. <laughs> okay. So this is an overview. So what are the next step, next steps? Like, I guess... Uh, let's say someone, so back in the day, if someone like went to like a, a web page, right? Yeah. And then they, they landed on it and they didn't make the purchase and they left the website, that'd probably be the end of it. Not no more. 
my not, friends. Not no more because no. grammar is paramount on this podcast. Um, there are several things that you can purchase, you can take, and I think that one would include a pixel, which you're going to start doing remarketing elsewhere, and then another one could be a swell call to action or some other freemium, or I don't know if people really call that that, or that anymore. you can market to them on a different uh, network for like Facebook or something. Well, like the, the, re, the, re, the remarketing. Yeah, part. but it, that, I mean, it just goes beyond like, you know what you're thinking. Like everyone has seen ads be served to them after visiting a website at this point in their life. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can just take it a next step and really personalize it. I rem- get stuff on, on Facebook and your social networks as well. I remember actually when I started doing SEO, this is like a quick little side story, but I was working for an SEO company, actually the first place I ever worked in my entire life professionally. And I remember I went to a um, like lawn care company. And I remember after that, I started seeing their ads everywhere. And I was like freaking out because I didn't know what remarketing was. So I'm like, how in the world did this person know that like, Who is I, I like went to it. So I like freaked out because it was like eight years ago. Yeah. But the best part was I was asking all the SEOs around the office, like how they know. And they're just like, wow, that's just amazing. That you didn't know that? No, it's amazing. Uh, they, they, they didn't know how it worked they either. They had no idea either? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, worked at a great agency. I know. So it's like, actually, I'm like, and this is the people I learned <laughs> SEO from. No, it's um, okay. We give, them a, we give them a hall pass because um, yeah. they're pretty cool. So depending on what you want the person to do on your website, um, it, it's going to kind of change how you create your funnel, right? So a lot of things that people do that work really well, right, is they give you something for free for your information because that gives them the opportunity to, one, market you through email campaigns, right? Um, and then they know specifically the thing that, like, you gave them their information for. So it's like, hey, you want this free ebook? Just give me your name and your email address, and I'm going to give you this free ebook. and now I know exactly what you're interested in that you downloaded it for, and I can send you follow-up emails to talk to you about it. So, so how about, um, because we are going to be able to talk, turns out, Paul, we can actually talk about this for about 30, 40 minutes. Let's equate, uh, well, not equate is not the word, but let's kind of take like these things that, that are probably like, these, these things we're, we're going to talk about have been around for, for a bit, but I think that a lot of the purpose of this being that we're going to be, um, you know, appending 2019 to it is what we, people really have to do to make them still succeed in 2019. Because an ebook that you made back in 2013 would not succeed in 2019 for different reasons. Well, I mean, I think it's just always you, you want to have something fresh, up to date, and valuable that you're giving to someone for free, right? And that can be a lot of things. It doesn't just have to be like an ebook, it can be an ebook, but it could be maybe like a certain tool, right? So maybe you have something cool on your website that calculates something that people need. And then they want the calculation. It's like complex, like, hey, how to calculate if my house, like how many solar tiles I need in my house, right? Mm -hmm. And then you give them that information in an email report after they fill out that stuff on on your website. See, now you're talking. So, yes, this is definitely the direction that I'm meaning for that to go in. So you have... It's offering value that's not in the... Free value that's very high intent if you're going through the work of needing to know that you're probably interested in making a purchase, right? But now that you have that information, um, they're going to go on like a drip campaign for like an email. Well, let's not get there yet. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you get their phone number and you call but, them up but and yeah. talk to them about that stuff. That's good. I can feel it. I'm, fe- I'm feeling like the mojo going, man. So, yeah, it's thinking about um, offering something of value that isn't so like almost generic at this point. 
So yeah, instead of like doing an ebook, like oh, you know, t- ten ways your SEO could fail. It could be like instead of a report, like I'm not gonna just like I give you a PDF that you're just gonna read it like whenever. It's gonna be something like get this report now, and it's gonna have all flashy stuff. It's gonna rate stuff one through one hundred. It's gonna give you A B C D E F because E is a grade, you know, in SEO reports. It's yeah. like probably it's more it probably instant uh, gratification for getting like something of value. I think instead of like being here's like this PDF. Because it's like, it's still it's still value, but I think that there's much there are much better ways to think outside the box when it comes to providing something of value like instantly and still get getting their information. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it's just going to depend on <clears throat> on what you're offering, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just just think about like when's the last time that you filled out a form to get something? Oh man, for well for me, I mean, I don't want to give away information. So for me, it's probably been a bit. Yeah. I mean, I used something the other day, and it was like a content template or something like that. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, fine. Here's my email and my name. I'm never going to purchase anything from you. But but what, what people don't realize, too, is sometimes the end game isn't to sell something to that person from that. Sometimes it's like, I'm going to build up this email list of people that are interested in a specific topic, and then I'm going to sell that email list to another company. Or rent it out. Oh, yeah, that's a whole separate like that thing. That happens yeah. a lot too. Um, so, just anyone out there listening that's not aware, like that's like a thing. That's like a huge part of marketing. Well, you, I mean, if you look at like disclaimers in terms of service, it's probably the same more or less. Like your email is going to be like used to no end for whatever. Yeah. So one of the ways too that I mean, just in your everyday, how funnels are, are used to make to get you to make micro purchases is, um, and I think we we're talking about a little bit about this with your, um, you know, your. Your device over there from Amazon, you know. Oh yeah, she, she's, she's been uh, unplugged a lot more recently, right. getting more and more paranoid. Yeah, I mean, so you know, and just even your your TV, if it's if it's a smart TV, like they can hear what you're saying. They pick out keywords of that stuff and they serve you ads about it. So like, if uh, even within Hulu, it's like, hey, here's this movie that you were talking about the other day, right? Um, and I see it like all the time with, with stuff like that. And so I think like voice recognition is going to be like a larger part of like how to serve ads that are going to put people down like a funnel. Okay. And what do you, what do you think that funnel? Cause we haven't really gone exactly to the funnel part and the funnel meaning that like you start with like the broad audience and then actions keep on happening, keep on narrowing and narrowing down until you yeah. get to ultimately a bunch of people that are ready to buy that are highly, highly qualified. I mean, ultimately all a funnel is right. It's just like finding someone that has, a potential intent to purchase and then forcing them to purchase it. <laughs> well, trying your best, essentially. Yeah, just, through, uh, th- through actions. Tricking them yeah. through whatever way is humanly possible so they need to make that purchase. So I guess we can move on to that a bit. I mean, some uh, uh, tools that we've used, um, currently we're using Autopilot, and the funnel kind of moved people along like a track where, you know, let's say we were working with our email list that we got from offering you know, tools or freemiums or subscribing to whatever. And they're moving, you know, down that path. You know, your your track will kind of look like, you know, do this. If this action happens, you're gonna do next action. So if you send an email out and it's someone that um, opens email, then you know they would take like one route. If they don't open the email, maybe you wait like a few days to send them another email, the same email again. Like that's when you start building yeah. out that track. Yeah, I mean, so this happened to me a couple years ago, but I was like, it's like, damn, this is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on some, some website, I think it was HubSpot or something, and I downloaded 
some some like maybe it was like a CRM guide or something like that from them like a year earlier, right? Oh, they're the CRM people. Yeah. So I downloaded it and I, I guess I gave them my like business information, right? Ooh. And then so like a year had passed and I was on there looking at some article and then after I clicked away like after ten minutes I got a phone call from them. And they were like, Hey, we saw that you were interested in blah blah blah. Do, and we just I wanted mean, to follow up with you. So so about that, is that is impressive course but how much would that affect your likelihood if you were interested in their product i don't know uh i mean anytime you can get someone on the phone with a salesperson people will make purchases just because they're uncomfortable saying no so Uh i I don't really know but like i mean it didn't make it didn't do that for me but they, they must do it for a reason i just thought it was like pretty sophisticated to like go from that to like filling out a form to download something to like revisiting that website like a year later and then getting a call that is uh interesting i mean like this everything that you have to have set up to like automate that and then have a human being that you hire make that call when it comes in is like kind of kind of impressive well, well let's let's go down a path and i'll tell you a couple things okay. um that have happened in my experience pretty lately about going down the path where you have someone's information because they've like been there's somewhere in your funnel at some point and you have salespeople, you have personnel in place that can like actually do personalized follow-ups. Yeah. And they like know how to, how to do it based off like you visiting the site. So um, I'm seeing it's become more and more popular for people to record quick videos and email them to you with like a, a, a thumbnail. Like yeah. In, are, in, in the email that's like, hey, Paul. Those are huge. Yeah. So what do you, how do you feel about that? Because I've only gotten one in my entire life being like, you know, sales are being pitched. No, man, I've only gotten company, one. We, we did that all the time. Um, so you actually the conversion did that rates to go way up if you have a video in there, and then if you can make it an interactive video with a call to action at the end of it, that leads them into like. Well, well the two, there's two videos. Funnel. I mean, there's like one that's like a quick video where it's like the person, not not personalized. They're like, "Hey, what's going on? You know, I want to introduce you to this. If you have any questions, blah blah." But what if they're like, "Hey, Paul, I'd love to, you know, hop on the phone with you 15 minutes to go over like whatever that you were looking at on my website." I yep. mean, like. That's, it doesn't get much much more personalized no. or, or than that. Um, I would say like the only thing that I've seen that converts like like even higher, right? So yeah. let's say you downloaded an ebook, you get an email with a video, and then the video leads you to sign up to like a live webinar, and people that go that are in live uh, live webinars will absolutely like sign up at a way higher rate than any other thing. So you think it's a no-brainer for like a lot of people to conduct webinars if they have the resources and the time? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What do we do a webinar about exactly what we're talking about right now? People, I mean, SourceWave, uh, that's how we made millions of dollars is doing webinars on the SEO services, man. Like doing those live, and they're like interactive, you know, and like you can be like, hey, uh, just go ahead and send me like... Put, a, put in a one right now in the chat if you you you're, you want the 80% off or whatever. You know, you want the deal like right now. And then someone sees that, that's the person tied to it, that's the account. And then they can call them up and so when, they, so when they log into the webinar, they're logging in with like at least their name and their email or yeah, something. Yeah, they get like a go-to meeting or whatever. They have to put they ha- So they have yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can even, I think, autofill it based off of like... Well, well the, the only difference with them, not to say that that's not a, a fantastic idea that's already been around for years, but they're always selling like products. It's not necessarily like a service. It's uh, like our SEO, like yeah. Auditor 2.0. No, I've seen people sell services. I've seen, I mean, 
I, at my last job, that was they were absolutely like ninety percent of their revenue came from doing webinars, right? And they're they're absolutely selling service. I mean, they were selling a product, but they were also webinars that specifically sold services that they, that they offered as well. But lots of other companies like do that all the time. I mean, I've like service based like SaaS companies, you know, like um, Conductor, you know, things like that that, that are like SEO tools that are like very expensive, like monthly fees. Like they all do webinars and stuff like that. So. I'm going to say something I probably never even said like on the podcast before. It might be a, a first time is that I know my own company has to start doing webinars. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know we have to do webinars because we've we've take, tackled a lot of things. We've tried out a, a lot of things. But one thing that I'm hearing like across the board for people like and then also like almost bragging or flaunting it yeah. is webinars. Think about like if you did, you know, just any time you've gone to like an SEO conference or like a legal conference right and you've seen like an seo guy do like a pitch for like local seo in it and at the end of it they're always like oh my gosh it's, i could ruin everything very very easily if i'm not like super careful like if you just did that in a like a live webinar format what do you mean by players, the, ru- the ruin part like you we can ruin all of your local seo very easily if you're not careful like oh, you, are, when, are, we, are, are, when we went to avo in las vegas and we yeah. saw a guy who, from nifty marketing who's very very good at I don't remember what he talked about job. though he talked about local SEO and he showed everyone how the local e- like SEO ecosystem works mm-hmm. and how if you have a phone number wrong or an address wrong you can have a bunch of duplicate con- like citations and it can ruin everything very easily yep right so you know gave him enough information to uh, try it but like not enough that they wouldn't fail you know so just enough information to be dangerous if yep, you just that's, did that, that's the name of the game. If you did that in like a webinar format, especially to like certain clients, like it, it would kill it. I mean, it does. I mean, like obviously that's why why people do it now. Well, that, I mean, a great way to look at a webinar too is like, well, you're, you're you have a bunch of people that have taken the time out of their days that are typically like higher level people that are decision makers that are like knowing they're dedicating an hour out of their day to like listen to you talk and and, yeah. and sit down with pretty much undivided attention, which is a big deal because. Um, there's pretty much no way you can really ever do that anyway. Yeah, that's a long time that people will dedicate to just focusing on what you're talking about. Do, do you think you do it on purpose? I mean, most webinars are about an hour. So yeah. it, that's probably like a reason that they're an hour, not, not like 20, 30 minutes. Because like the longer you have them on there, the longer you hear you talk, the longer they hear that you know what you're talking about, the more likely they're going to be inclined to be like, this might be the guy that can help me with something. Yeah, and people love it too because it's interactive, right? You can ask questions, and the the person that's uh, that's leading it can answer them like in real time. Um, yeah, and that's great too because people there's like this intimidation. Like they don't have to be there and raise their hand. Well, and that's say the in thing. Front of a group, but they that's can the, ask a question. There's a huge intimidation factor with like, speaking engagements from potentially speakers themselves that don't particularly ever want to like do a speaking engagement. Yeah, and then the people that would typically have a great uh, question that they would love to have answered, but they don't want to like walk up to the on the stage with a microphone and be like oh like uh, you know that yeah. so webinar Webinars glad the moment are, we hash it out you know it sounds like it's kind of a no brainer yeah I mean and, and it, it really can work for like a lot of different and, and you know and you, know who, does, you know who does them always the big guys and why did the big guys do it because for, it makes money for damn reason <laughs> so um, let's talk briefly about um, because it's all about nurture. This is more nurture, I suppose, because these people are going to be at your webinar. The follow-ups are going to be brilliant. It's so easy. I mean, if you have people that were like at the beginning of your webinar to the end of your webinar, like these people are like 
qualified more than probably many other things in the world. Yeah. And doing follow-ups is easy. How was a webinar? Like, what did you think was interesting? Did we cover anything? Was there anything we didn't cover? Anyway, that's obvious. But how would you get, how would you go um, about, um, you know, getting people to attend the webinar? So, I mean, it, it's all just depending on what channel you're trying to get to, right? Like, that you're using to get to them. Um, if you're using, like, SEO, uh, usually, you know, if you can have some long tail content that is, like, kind of answering someone's question. Um, but, like, you know, it's sort of like you, you give them enough information to, like, be dangerous, like I said earlier, right? Uh, but you don't, like, really fully explain all of it to them. So you just give them enough. And then, you know, you can lead into <clears throat> CTAs in your site that have, like, a countdown clock of like when the next webinar is coming and then it's specifically related to like the topic of what they're on their page and you can automate like all the stuff right so it's like learn how to use blah blah this thing right how to use this tool or like maybe it's like even if it's for like SEO it's like hey um, find out the top secrets to rank in the map pack for 2019 like our live webinar right then like maybe like what brought you to it was like Hey, here's like an audit page for like citations for 2019. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. So, yeah. How how far do you go? Just uh, you know, because not my my mind is whirling around because it's such good stuff that yeah. we actually I can't believe we weren't going to talk about this. But um, how far do you go as far as like trying to give them a little bit of the FOMO if they don't go? Like, are you like this is stuff that could like change your law firm? Do you so, go like this is what your competition is going to kill you on? So like, this how is far really do you go? this is really interesting actually. Um, so the content itself, I always just make it informational, right? But somewhere else on the site gives you like an opportunity. So maybe there's a big CTA in the middle of it that's like, hey, learn how to learn more about this stuff, right? But what I always do, um, if you have like an additional CTA in the right rail or something, is around it, you wanna put um, social proof, right? Uh-huh, okay. So there's, there's been a bunch of studies on social proof and that if there's like, positive affirmation from people that are similar to you that you can read the reviews around that button you are much more likely to click on that button and and agree to like be a part of it so it'd be like you know kathy g in like parentheses is like this is literally the best thing that ever happened to me and it's just like they're a lawyer and their city that is correct and it's just like boom and then it's like kind of quotes yeah. like that's lawyer around. city name of the firm yeah. Um, if that we're using because you know i mean how often do you just see that and you're like is that even a real person you know like you see a picture of a person on, on like a chat and you know it's like an auto. Well, I mean, you know? I mean, I, th I think like for me, I mean, if, if you do social proof and it's not like, you know, they're withholding a little bit of information, it'd still be a benefit. But if you can get permission and it's cool to use completely, I mean, obviously they'd be significantly yeah, better. get that if you can. Um, but I mean, it, you can do that for like a ton of things. Um, but I always like to have some sort of sense of urgency and then something that specifically ties to the page and the topic that they're looking up, right? So that's why it's important to like categorize your content by like what it's about, um, you know, like lump that all together. And so it makes it like a lot easier to do that. I mean, you can get really granular and, and like set things up where it pulls stuff from like the H1s or whatever and like loads that um, like near the button and in, in the CCA for you if you if you want. And I would definitely encourage you doing that, but. Um, you know, those are all like, and, and when you really see them, we're, we're kind of getting into like how you test these things. Like, so testing your, your CTAs at this point. Yeah, we were going to start getting into like A-B testing, which I didn't want to talk about really. Uh, on this one, right. 
let's just but, let's just leave the tidbits and then be like these yeah. things just work you know but whatever. anytime you can have a live audience the the percentage of conversions for that are astronomically higher than any other marketing channel i i don't really think that it could get much better than that yeah because like you know i'm, I'm racking my brain for like a bunch of other things and i think there's obviously a correlation between like quality and effort so it's just like webinars yeah, are a mean, lot of you, effort you got to have a personality when you're doing it too i mean you can't you know, you're, you're, it's a performance. You're live in front of a bunch of people, and if they don't believe in you and they're bored by you, you know, you don't have it, then it's not going to work. <laughs> you just keep, like, a bar on the side that yeah. shows, like, who's there and who's leaving, and it just oh, sees people dropping gone. off. You're like, yeah. please don't go. <laughs> like, so, Do I sound terrible? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I think SourceWave, uh, you know, did it as good as anyone I've ever seen do. So look up some of their webinars, and, and you can see yeah, pretty, they, pretty much first Yeah, they have end. webinars he's recorded put on, on his YouTube channel so, I mean, to this day. I mean, what I would do, what I would do personally, um, <laughs> this might be funny for, for other people, but I would practice a few so I can critique myself and just say that they are previous webinars that people missed, just yeah. as like a way to warm up and actually have some content out there. Um, You're like, yeah, you don't I like mean, that idea? <laughs> well, no, I mean, that, that always goes into like, why not have a repository of of webinars, right? Well, afterwards, because I mean, people aren't going to go to a webinar just to be sold. They're going to a webinar to learn like a well, specific thing, there or like get something that's going to help them. They're not. They don't want to sit through like a sales pitch, right? No one, no one wants to. So, I mean, but then, do you want to give people that when you know having them in a live format is a way higher chance for well, you to well, make a sale? Well, there's there's no doubt that live is the way to go. I completely agree. But also another benefit at webinar, and this is more like uh, heading over to the SEO side, is um, being able to repurpose webinars is is amazing too, because they can be transcribed, they can be put into videos, they can be sent out in a newsletter again, they can well, be embedded on a website for content, yeah. So it's it's great there. So there's also the benefit there. So if you do your first webinar and you did a really really bad job getting people to watch it, and four people joined, nothing happened. Hopefully you can get people really interested later on by saying like this was a previous webinar. And then maybe they watch and they're like, hey, that was pretty good. And I don't miss it live in the next time. Yeah. So you're going to get a following. I mean, eventually you'd, you'd probably get people if your webinar was good and it was good content that would be there for every single webinar. Yeah. I mean, I think there, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good options. Um, you know, there, a lot of people absolutely do that. Um, and they, you get someone to come. I, I think it's like, like a trust factor too, right? So then you like watch it again. And then when you get an email from that person, you're like, hey, guess what? I got a new product I'm dropping right now. Check it out in this webinar. We only have X amount of seats, and no, it's that's good stuff. right now. And I love that. Can you imagine? You it. Can you imagine really like that's like the end goal, of course, with, with the well, webinar. Well, because it's like urgency, but you have nothing to lose, right? You're not like it's not saying get it right now and get twenty percent off your purchase, right? It's just like sit in here and see what I have to say. There's limited like seats for this, and you're not going to be able to. Well, do well it. can you imagine one or two things happening, like? A, you have such a good following that you really limit to 100, and then someone tries to join, and it's like, literally, you can't join. Can you imagine that person being like, whoa. I missed out. That's, like, kind of crazy. You get, a, you get follow-up emails like, sorry, you missed out. Um, That's that. We're having another one in, like, three weeks. Can you imagine how much of a rock star you'd look like? It'd be amazing. And then the second is, like, the first 100 seats are free, and then the next one costs $8. But, oh, you, probably, no. but you can't really do you that. You don't want to charge for that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's how people do it, and you can make a lot of money off that model. Um, and it's it's very successful for a lot of different industries. So you so um so this is the the funnel nurturing slash webinar mostly 2019 yeah. podcast. Um, but just know that 
uh, webinars, these people are going to be the ap absolute best people to enter a funnel or nurture campaign, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. So, but also anyone out there listening, um, if you want to learn more about, I mean, creating a really good converting funnel is, is definitely like an art and a science combined all in one, and it's very complex. There's a lot to it. Um, you know, there's. I, I would just go to YouTube and start like looking at video people's yeah. videos for like click funnels. Well, well, um, yeah, it's like can... one of the number one softwares people use to make. I mean, it's just like a software that you can make web pages very, very quickly to lead people down a funnel to make a purchase. Well, why don't we talk about potentially unique touch points in the funnel? Because funnels are about kind of touch points. So, you know, it's going to most of the time it's very email driven, obviously, because that's like the, the one way you can like get in front of someone every time. Um, I think that if you're just doing remarketing, email. plus, I mean, I wouldn't even say that's true. I wouldn't say that's true. You don't think it's mostly email? No, um, no. Because like, let's say maybe you made a purchase on you know you made a purchase on a website so you're saying like a post sale funnel yeah that people do that on all the time like add-on sales or stuff I don't, I don't really get hit too hard with post sales especially like Amazon it depends they, on what you're purchasing they just follow up with, you know, a lot of where you're purchasing from you I'm know just purchasing a lot of you know weird stuff <laughs> bongo like, drums diapers uh, and manga manga <laughs> Mon mangoes mangoes manga yeah. and mangoes yeah um, yeah, you know, that's weird and all. So, but good luck with that. Um, but, I, you know, it, it really just depends. I mean, like, you can do funnels straight from your website um, if you can, you know, if you have a good enough landing page that people are coming to. And then, you know, from paid ads, like, that's all, like, landing pages really is just a really good funnel from your paid search campaigns. So you're talking about, like, not long-term funnels. You're talking about, like, short-term funnels. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, think about, like, you watch a... YouTube is, like, really garbage for conversions, honestly, but... I haven't uh, heard of a good yeah. uh, campaign yet. But, but there are other video formats out there that you can send people down a funnel and they'll convert pretty well. Um, I certainly have done that in my past for, for different web pages. So basically, I had a high traffic web page you know, that ranked really well on Google for like particular financial terms. People came to it and then there was a video that explained it in great detail on the page, right? So it's like, if you don't want to like read all of this, so TLDR, you can just watch this video right now. And the video is a pitch. Hey, if you want to learn how to use this in like greater detail and how to make money off this and some other ones that we have that we didn't talk about in this article, just put in your email address um, in this like, uh, in, at the end of this video and like a form would pop up in the video, put that bad boy in there. They could send an email that would then pitch them to sign up for like this webinar. Yeah, I, th I think at the end of the day, I mean, the email is always a valuable asset because, um, you know, no matter how much you do like remarketing or you do Facebook ads or doing like a lot of paid campaigns, yeah. the visibility and the reach is always going to be kind of ambiguous and, and and not complete. I mean, when you do an email, you know it's always going to land, you're, you know it's landing in their inbox. Yeah. And they, and they already like know who you are. Or we would also just send them directly to the register for the for the webinar too. Mm -hmm. Just be like, here you go, here's the times. For, the, for like the webinar coming up. I mean, I mean, they did like a webinar like three times a day about it. So it was like easy for them to like see it during that, that time of the day. But it, it would get like 10, 15, just that one page, 10, 15 signups a day, you know, every single day uh, to go into that webinar. And then maybe like four of them would, would buy it like product. To, did we even discuss how we get people exactly into a webinar? I mean, it's one thing if you have like good email list. What happens if you don't even have an email list? Um, I mean, so... What I just gave you as as an option is like a good way of doing it. Um, I mean, you can always 
rent email lists from people. That's going to be very costly to do that. Yeah. You can build your own email list, um, you know, by giving out free stuff and then slowly building that up over time and like maybe like doing like like an automated newsletter I, through your email list. But I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. I mean, I'd give Facebook a shot. You know, your Facebook page. Facebook's and, great. And then you can target them by you, interest. You can do funnels really within the type of Facebook uh, ad that you're doing. So you can promote a post, anyone that's interacted with that post, or you can promote a video and anyone that's interacted with that video. You can record that information and then you can advertise them later on with like a different thing, right? So maybe you just have like a really short, like 30 second teaser, not even 30 seconds, like 15 second teaser video about something. Um, that's just like very interesting and they watch it, right? So if they're really like watch a video, they're probably willing to like maybe read a small article or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then if it's, the, it's the give a mouse a cookie approach. That's right. And if they read that small article, they're probably going to give you some information. And then, and then you have more information. And then you post, you know, your, your blog that you're on a webinar and then you post on Facebook and you said, you like watching stuff. You like reading a couple things. Yeah. Why don't you check this out? But the whole point is like, you just got to, start trying it out and testing it and finding out how many steps are necessary to get to the bottom of the funnel, which is where they're going to make a purchase. Like maybe it's just two, maybe it's just they watch a video and then they're really interested and they'll go directly to like giving you information. Um, maybe there's like seven steps in there, but you got to like test it out and see. And then, you know, steps that aren't, aren't doing well, you get rid of them or, you know, if it's not working at all, maybe you add in a couple other steps, but you just got to test it. What are, what are other touch points? that one can do besides sending emails, besides remarking, besides sending like a personalized video, besides inviting them to webinar. I don't know. What are, what are some touch points we could be doing in 2019 <laughs> what to are get you, people really excited? Somewhere. Well, I mean, what I can say, it depends what stage of this, the potential cycle they're at. Um, it depends what you're selling, of course, but, um, you know, weapons, if you're, I don't even know what part of the funnel you're at. <laughs> I'm just, what part of the funnel are you in right now? When do you start sending people things? When? <laughs> yeah, when do you start sending like let's say they're potentially like a uh, a, a good a good sale. We're not talking about like just like a necessarily like B to C like B to B um, even. When do you start sending them stuff? Like, the second like, they when, download something. Well, when do you start sending them like something physically? What like, do you mean? Like, like a stripper? No I'm joking. Well, like like <laughs> four years. Like a lunch. <laughs> like like uh, you know we we had um, this one company that reached out to. <clears throat> Um, market my market back in the day that sent us like this big like maze and, and it was like pretty it looked pretty expensive and along with like we'll take out your, your we'll take your business like everyone in your office out to lunch just if you like let us you know hear us out and yeah. if you did the maze it spelled out something <laughs> like what's up and while I mean that sounds really awesome and I love tchotchkes for sure um I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, when I worked in legal, I, I got like a digital card from. Um, oh, that one from Scorpion Designs. Didn't, didn't we? Didn't not we? I wasn't there anymore. No, Scorpion, or whatever. But um, didn't didn't like Corey or you, you get a quote for how much that costs? Yeah, and it yeah, was like at least forty dollars. No, they were less than that. I was less. They were like sixteen dollars a card. But it had a, like a little video screen embedded in it that auto played a video. Yeah, you, like it was a little booklet, and then you got it out of an envelope and you opened it. And like it just played the video, but that's wild. It was pretty cool. But was it personalized? I don't think it was personalized. Oh. No. Um, don't you always it think would be that, really hard to make it personalized? I don't know about you, but I always have the insurance company mentality that like you know people always complain about insurance companies like though the premiums are are so high because they spend so much money marketing they have to roll that in somewhere. I do you feel like when people go like outlandish with their marketing and do stuff like that, it's 
just gets rolled into their cost to begin with. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, yes, they but definitely but have it, like. Well, I mean, they're they're doing it because it works, right? Like it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be spending money like doing it. That's like. Um, but it doesn't work as cheap or as like efficiently as some other ways. You, Probably not. Do you know um, uh, that legal uh, video production company called Crisp? Yeah. And their big thing is giving away Teslas, which okay. is absolutely bonkers. That's how much money they're making. That it, they can just cover that. And it doesn't matter. And they're still making money. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. But it's just like you know what I mean. I, I guess that like lawyers know that anyway because lawyers are not stupid. But I mean, uh, they're just like no, like oh, there's like probably you know this is fifty percent more than maybe the next guy. But I, I won't say I can that get a Tesla. I won't say that lawyers are are stupid. I would say that lawyers are ignorant of like marketing like most are um the vast majority just just want to be lawyers right they're yeah. like oh man i don't i don't want to market anything i just like i went to law school i did all that work well i, I mean that's what i mean any lawyer that i work with is like i don't really want to do the marketing so yeah, that's like the reason we right? work it's, it's an expense it's an added <laughs> expense right yeah. but if you can make it interesting and like exciting to them because like so much of it isn't right I, th- I think like you have a higher chance of signing something like that you know it's like Geico commercials like why are Geico commercials about cavemen and like a gecko and like all that stuff because insurance is like inherently boring right and because a caveman or a gecko like, yeah, they have it. nothing to do with anything um, but like Geico is a very successful insurance company because like they're like oh that was like at least funny and interesting so if I'm gonna go with a boring product I as well go with the one that's like an interesting company well, and then the yeah, progressive was just like we can do something kind of weird and humorous and then Allstate was just like ah we're a little bit more serious yeah, we'll Allstate's, see how that goes Allstate does all this, that kind of stuff they're just like yeah when you're in trouble we got your back that kind of stuff so I mean yeah also consideration is playing into like the personality of I guess the typical audience you work with I mean if it's B2B you're gonna know what their personality is more than B2C because it's just people in general yeah and that's, that's going to affect what you do on your nurture and your funnels because that's what we're talking about still. Know your audience. <laughs> know your audience. And once you know your audience, you can target them on, on Facebook not as creepily as you could back in the day. <laughs> well, anyways, I hope we gave you guys some good knowledge on funnels. I yeah. know it was a little... It's a little convoluted, but, but no, we were place. spitballing, though. Yeah. We didn't come into a plan... Paul didn't even want to talk about it. It's not like we're trying to funnel you guys into anything. We don't even have ads. Our, this, you know what our know, funnel is? Is giving it for free. Is our funnel is like just listening from episode twenty-one down until Ooh, the yeah. mysterious one. Let's let's auction off episode one someday. Yeah, you know what? I will if you give me at least fourteen dollars. I will send you sure. episode one. Yeah, seriously, PayPal. I don't know if you have PayPal set up, but if you want to hear episode one, just PayPal. Like. No, I only accept cash. Just all right. Go to his address. It's, come here in person. It's one, two, three, four, somewhere <laughs> Avenue. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, but thanks uh, for listening again, guys. You know, we had fun talking about funnels, and it uh, was it wasn't so bad. Yeah, we'll probably have some follow up episodes that are a little more detailed in funnels because honestly, well, we, we got funnels to build our, of our own. Well, that's that's all reason I got. I don't want to take this too much more time. The whole reason I got like really hung up on this is because our company and me personally is just like. I'm like almost getting to the point where I'm dreaming in funnels because we're spending so much time on it, developing it and trying to get, you know, good information out there. And we've learned from our mistakes already because everyone makes mistakes, but everyone gets second chances. Yeah. <laughs> second chances in from Florida. So uh, anyways, yeah. But thanks for listening, guys. Um, and remember, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is uh, Opposite Day. 
but this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. We appreciate you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.